Father, we bless you. We thank you for this time of worship and praise. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done, for what you're doing, for what we know you're yet going to do. God, as I stand before your people, word in my mouth, give me what to say. Give your people an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And all of God's people said, Amen. I'm going to ask you to turn your attention to 1 Peter 5 and 8, a very, very familiar scripture. I thank God for the praise and worship, ministry of giving. Thank God for all of you that are here, for those that are watching on Facebook, for those that desire to be here, not able, we're praying for you. God will meet you at the point of your needs. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Be sober, be on alert, be sober, be sober. That's one verse, be sober, be on alert, be ready. Because what your adversary, the devil, at the royal line, and the devil could be your husband, it could be your wife. Oh, Lord. Could be your best friend. As a roaring lion walketh about seeking. Superintendent Fear says he's looking for fresh meat. Seeking whom he may devour. May God have a blessing. I want you to help me with this one. Will you look at somebody and tell them this means war? Devil and after you, this means war. On Friday night, two of our missionaries brought the message that they did a wonderful job, really enjoyed, and one of them said that we need to lock in to prayer. And that was something that had been in my spirit. My wife and I, a grandson had a challenge in his life. And my wife and I came together and said, this is it. We're tired of the devil. We're going to rebuke that devil. So we called him on FaceTime. And we prayed with him and told him, we want you to believe God because enough is enough. Has anybody ever had a situation that you just told the devil, I'm through with you. you enough is enough. I'm claiming my healing. I'm claiming my victory. I'm claiming my deliverance. You'd have me in this situation long enough. And I'm claiming victory. This means war. To those of you that don't have a struggle with the devil, that's because you're on his side. If the devil does not bother you in any way, that's because you are on the same team. 
some preacher said, I don't know who it was, but is that if you walking in a direction and you never face the devil, that means you all are going in the same direction. After a while, y'all need to call you. If you're going this way and he coming, y'all need to face each other every now and then. But if y'all going in the same direction, y'all never will face one another. But I want you to know, according to 2 Timothy 3 and 12, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall what? Suffer persecution. That's not, that's not something that might happen. But all that will, will, is your will to live godly. You are going to suffer persecution. Why? Because your will is to live for God. Sometimes I talk to people about ministry and they tell me what the devil is doing. And I say, well, let me say, tell you something. If in ministry, the devil is obligated to oppose it. Did, did y'all know that? If, if, if it's ministry, the devil can't just allow you to do ministry. The devil ain't going to allow you to just do what you want to do. and no, He's going to always have some opposition. Matter of fact, everything, anything that he can do to oppose God, he's willing to do it. John 10 and 10, Jesus said, the thief coming, not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The devil has an agenda and you ought to have a purpose. Y'all hear me? The devil has an agenda and the saints need the purpose that I'm going to live a holy life. When I was studying the other day, and I'm reading the paper and hearing about bad news. The first 15, 20 minutes on Fox 5 is bad news. Two-year-old kidnapped, 25-year-old missing, all kind of bad news. And sometimes we have a tendency of use words that may not be appropriate. But one of the things we must understand, God allows things to happen. But it's very important how you respond to what God has allowed to happen in your life. Because sometimes that same scripture that blessed you before because of what you're going through, you don't want to hear it now. That, that same song that, ooh, I love that song, but now you're in a situation and you don't even hear that song no more. But you got to be like David. I'm going to bless him at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. I will make my boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Then he had the nerve to say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. In other words, let's, let's make the Lord bigger than our circumstances. Let's make the Lord bigger than what the doctor said. Let's make the Lord bigger than the situation that we're in. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. This means war. There's a story I heard haven't said it about a couple of times, but you might understand it after I said that was a young man that wanted to date this young lady. And 
every time he would try whatever, she said, leave me alone. So he said, okay, well, you're going to say hello, and I'll try it again. Tried it again. He said, didn't I tell you to leave me alone? He said, yeah, you did. Came to again, and I think she slapped him. Didn't I tell you to leave me alone? She got the message. He got the message. You cannot put a pacifier in the devil's mouth and expect him to leave you alone. Lord Hamburg said, you got to be, somebody said, you got to be just as bold as the devil is. If the devil is bold enough to come to you, you got to be bold enough to tell him where to get off. You got to be bold enough to tell him, greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. Because the reason, I'm going to say it, you, don't, you might not want to hear me no more. The reason why some of y'all are having the same trouble, because you never got over it. You never told the devil where to get off. You keep patty pitting with him. He's sitting in your lap. And not only is he sitting in your lap, sometimes he's finding you making you comfortable on your way to hell. But when are you going to tell the devil, I'm tired of coming to church on Sunday, saying amen to the preacher, and then do just the opposite on Sunday night? Years ago, I had a cousin, came from Elberton, Georgia. We had a summer revival every year, and there was one person, he asked me about, he said, who was that? He said, every time I come, she getting saved. Now, what is that saying? You say you're saved this summer, but between this summer and the next summer, you do something that you got to get saved again. When are you going to stop making the devil make a fool out of you? Lord, I ain't going to say it, but I got to say it. When are you going to tell that man, you better get a job and get up out of here? When are you going to stop taking care of that dude? When are you going to get about, I love you, honey, but I'm not going to work every day and you sit here and act like you looking for a job and you won't cook, you won't clean, you won't do nothing. You need to tell that devil, that man, that devil, that brother, that devil, that demon, you need to tell him enough is enough. My wife can witness to this. Pastor that I know been known for years. Left his wife. She called me one day. We was in the same jurisdiction at that time. And she broke down and cried. See, we did the painting. The only time he come to see me is when he want us to get together. Make love. And she broke down and cried. Y'all, I'm not, I'm not making this up now. And you know what I did? I said, you need to talk to my wife. You don't need to tell me that you lend your husband make a fool out of you like that. If he can't pay the bills, he can't live with you. But every time his flesh says, I need something, he go ride all the way across town, and you, um, uh uh-uh. My wife had to talk to her. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Your flesh, in fact, Tuesday night, if the Lord says the same, I'm teaching from is it your personality or is it your spirit? Are, are y'all hearing that? But I just can't get along with somebody. Is it your spirit 
Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're going we're gonna to deal with that too tonight. But there's something the devil not going to stop doing until you put your foot down. Until you tell the devil, I'm going to church. If I can work all week, surely I can go to church on Sunday. When are you going to tell the devil, enough is enough? Tell the devil, let me tell you something. In him I live. In him I move. And in him I have my being. And if I didn't have him, I wouldn't be able to go to church. I wouldn't be able to go to work. If he allowed me to go to work, surely he allowed me to come into the house of God. I'm going to say something, Sister Payton, and I'm not going to look at anybody. Some of you all might not see no more. I thank God for you coming today. But what are you going to tell the devil? I'm tired of going to church 30, 45 minutes late every Sunday. When are you going to tell the devil, if I can go to work at 8 or 9, why can't I get to church by 11 o'clock? Why do I have to walk in Every Sunday, 11.30, 11.45, when God been so good to me. You know why? That's where the devil have you. I, I ain't looking at none of y'all. know who I'm talking to. All of us got to come up. Y'all, I'm going to tell y'all something. I am the biggest procrastinator that I know. And can't nobody do nothing about it but me. I got all these books. I wrote the contents. I did a couple of chapters. I haven't finished none of them but one. I got so many books. I was going to write a book when we first started the church. Don't tell me what God can't do. That's been 36 years ago, and I haven't written the book yet. But I'm still holy. Don't, don't, I'm not talking, but I'm, not, I'm still holy. But I'm a procrastinator. I put off stuff that I don't have to. Michael, don't you say nothing. I put off stuff that I don't have to put off. But when is Bishop Payne going to make up his mind that enough is enough? When am I going to get myself together and do what God has put in my heart to do? You can't do it. It's got to be a decision that I make. Oh, Y'all better hear what I'm saying. All of us in here, all of us got something we're trying to come up with. I know what mine is. I need to stop procrastinating. I need to stop spending some money on my house. Every week, my wife wants something new. And while we're talking about that, she, will you go outside with me? Let me show you something else. I said, you just told me about this one. I got to stop. I got to stop. I'll be broke when I retire if I try to do everything she wants me to do. Some of y'all men, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all scared to say something, but y'all know what I'm talking about. I, I go in the bathroom sometime, and I have to make sure I cut on the light to make sure the toilet is still in the right place. So many changes taking place in my house. But y'all don't know nothing about that. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord. But there are some things nobody can do nothing about but you. You, you didn't cook today, so I can say what I want to say. Some things can't nobody do nothing about but me. But when I look at the devil is attacking everything that means something to me. 
He's attacking my health. He's attacking my children. He's attacking my possession. My fi- I, I, I say me, I'm talking about us. He's attacking everything that means something to you. Everything that opposes God, Satan is attacking. So when are you going to tell Satan, you've declared war, I accept it, this means war. I want you to know, Satan, that the weapons of my warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty to God to the pulling down of stronghold. And if I call on the name of Jesus, he will hear my prayer. This means war. How many times do we get in a situation that we don't make decisions until we hit rock bottom? I heard something yesterday. Preacher said I wouldn't have gone through all of this if I listened. Sometimes we go through things because we don't listen. But because of the mercy of God, because of the long suffering of God, he give us another chance. But how much time do you have? Yes, he long suffering toward us, not willing that any of us should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But how much time do we have? So instead of tolerating the devil, let him know this means war. I'm coming after you with everything that I have. Tate, I'm, I'm not coming to you empty, but I have on the whole arm of God that I may be able to stand against everything that you're trying to do. I was in Tuskegee about sophomore year, watching a baseball game, and man wanted to fight. Got sitting up in the stands and said, man, come on, man, let's forget about it. No, man, I don't like what you said. The guy left the stands, went and got a limb from a tree, came back to the baseball where we were sitting and challenged the guy that didn't want to fight. The guy got up reluctantly that didn't want to fight, took the branch from him, and beat it with his own branch. Now, y'all, that's bad when you pick a fight and you get beat with the weapon that somebody else has. You got too much power to let the devil do you the way he does. Oh, listen to it. Saints of God, don't tell me you can't pray for your child when your child is going through. You got power to pray. You got power to lay on hand. You got power to rebuke the devil. All that stuff going on in school, elementary school children, vaping in the bathrooms, teaching nowhere around, gang recruiting, in the elementary, middle school. And the parents are act like they don't, they don't know what's going on. Why would your 12-year-old be out at 4 o'clock in the morning and you don't know where they are? How can your children do better when you don't do no better? Oh, yeah. Y'all beat children for what you all came up in. They just like you. They got your blood. They got your personality. They got their mannerism. And you look at them, they look just like you. And you're going to beat them. And they just like you. What you need to do, you need to get delivered where you can help your children. Y'all don't like what I'm saying. I grew up in the day where we had to go get our own switch. And you didn't come back with no little thin switch. Because if you did, they go and get theirs. Anybody know anything about it? Yes, sir. And I got whoopings. And I would walk out 
play football, and I don't want my clothes to touch because I was hurting. And I walked out there telling some more lie. Yeah, that didn't even hurt. And I'm walking like this. That, that didn't even hurt. And it, it tore me up. But one touch from Jesus changed my entire life. You can snatch that. I've seen some children that it was a miracle from God that their arms stayed in their bodies. I've seen those women, especially the women, y'all can be just like the men, so y'all just snatch them. Snatch that arm. Boom! Oh my God. The arm's still there. That was a miracle from God. But it did not change that child. But when that child made up their mind to do right, y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all were 30 and 40 before you got saved. But it had to be a mind made up by you. It wasn't no all that we put on your head. It wasn't no no song that we saw, it was a decision that you had to make. For God I live and for God I die. And since you're living for God, why don't you tell the devil who you are? Soldier, identify yourself. If you're on the Lord, y'all, I heard Reverend Timothy Wright, who's on the Lord's side? Who's on the Lord's side? If you're on the Lord's side, you ought to stand for righteousness. If you're on the Lord's side, you ought to stand for holiness. Now we're living in a time where y'all want the pastor to tell you everything. I'm not telling you how long your skirt should be. If you've got a husband, he might tell you, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you how long your sleeve should be. But there's the Holy Ghost Y'all don't like my teaching today. There's the Holy Ghost that teach you how to dress in a moderate apparel. There's the Holy Ghost that teach you you can't come showing everything. And wonder how come the men distracted because they're looking at your flesh. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm declaring war on everything that's not like God. I'm declaring war on the people that will not obey the voice of God. My father, in his life, gave us some examples. Man was called to preach, and he wouldn't preach. God put him on his sick bed. Said, Lord, if you give me one more time, I'll preach your word. God raised him up. He still wouldn't preach. God put him back down on his bed, and he was dying. He sung the song, don't let it be said too late too late. Who am I talking to? Every last one of us in here, we need to be close enough to God to hear the voice of God. If you got a spirit that let you treat anybody any kind of way and you're going to run around the church praising God, you're on your way to hell. If you got a spirit that you can speak to who you want to speak to, you're on your way to hell. This thing is serious and you need to declare war in your life on everything that's not like God. Every thought that come in your head that's not like God, the scripture said you need to bring it into captivity to the will of God. That scripture, I, I didn't talk about it last week, but it said if the righteous scarcely make it, where will the sinner and the ungodly all of us that's faithful, living all we know how, we're going to scarcely make it. But where was the sinner and the ungodly? Why am I talking like this? Because somebody getting ready to die. 
maybe it's not in here, but people are dying every minute of every day. That's right. 59-year-old pastor of Rainbow Park Baptist Church just died the other day. 59 years old, brought that church back up, now they finna have it home going service. I don't know the situation, but if that had been me, 59, that would have been nine years ago, but I'm still here. Good as I feel, somebody ask how you feel. I feel good enough to die. You know what I mean? I feel good, but I could die. That's right. Are, are y'all hearing me? You don't have to be sick to leave here. That's right. Are, are y'all hearing? Some of the folks we come, oh, wait, I know they ain't gonna be here long. They might be here longer than you. You really don't know. Life is like a vapor. It appears, and suddenly it disappears. So what are you saying? Say that I'm declaring war. I'm going back into my prayer closet. I'm asking God for more power. I'm asking God for more anointing. I'm asking God to use me like he never used me before. There's too many things that need to happen in the church. Does not happen. I, I got to get out of here. What do you mean, preacher? The Bible says signs and wonders will follow us. But instead of signs and wonders, sometimes it rumors and things that are not like God. But when are signs and wonders going to appear back in the house of God? When are going to receive the devil, these demons delivered in the house? Anybody ever seen the demon delivered? When the demon we cried, I ain't coming out. I've seen it. Demons said, I ain't coming out. But we kept calling on the name of Jesus. And the demon said, I ain't coming out. And the demon got more power than the biggest guy in here. These demons, y'all read the scripture, these demons got some power. And you got, you don't be playing with them. If you don't have no power, you better leave them alone. But that demon said, I ain't coming out. I ain't coming out. Oh, but we kept calling on the name of Jesus. Anybody ever seen the power of the Lord? When you call on the name of Jesus, the devil trembles. The devil has to get back. I'm going to tell y'all something. The devil don't care nothing about, I, I, I had a thought this morning, and I, was gonna, I can't do it because people would take it the right way. But if I introduce somebody, Somebody that, I introduce him, good man, but I just don't trust him. Everybody look at me, oh my God, he's the minister of music. He's been here for 24 years. Yeah, he's good, but I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Everybody's a pastor and lost it. I don't trust him, but I trust the Holy Ghost on the inside of him. Uh, Y'all hear? I don't trust the flesh. Now, don't don't trust me. Trust what's in me. Because I was born in sin. And I was shaping in iniquity. And if you want me to trust you, don't tell me who your daddy was. Don't tell me who your mother was. Don't tell me who laid hands on you. But I want to see some love and some joy and some peace. I, I want to see the fruit of the spirit. So I don't trust no man in the flesh. Oh, but I trust the Holy Ghost. That on the inside of that man, do I have a witness in here? And if you have the Holy Ghost, 
I want you to stand up with me and say, this means war. 